You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Girlix Nights, the Girlix Podcast live show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. And we're almost on time. Yep. We're pretty close. Closer than usual. What, yes. Yes. Much closer than usual. I was somewhat prepared. So here's what's on the agenda, everybody. Uh we're gonna it's we're gonna we're gonna kick it. We're gonna kick back, relax, react at some news, talk about what uh we've been watching, mm-hmm. maybe amaze you <laughs> at the mm-hmm. end, like we do. But mostly. Like a Beastie Boys song, we're gonna kick it. <laughs> that was that was pretty good. That your was volume, good. Yeah, your volume and it brought like the appropriate amount of uh, distortion in, like a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm Savannah. I'm, I'm Savannah. I'm Savannah. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad Savannah mentioned this. Uh, Savannah says <laughs> that we're not on time. <laughs> Savannah says. Happy birthday, Melanie, because yesterday was Melanie's birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. She turned 21. <laughs> and last Thursday, we did not have a stream, and that was because it was Randy's birthday. That's right. And I want to give a shout out real quick also to my sister, who probably isn't listening, but today is her birthday. So, yay. Birthdays abound. Mm-hmm. This never, time of year. I've never not shared a birthday. I'll tell you that <laughs> i know i always feel bad about that but then like <laughs> it's it's your birthday and you're like oh i don't want to do anything yeah that's fine i think that's everybody's go-to though that's kind of true like, Vindel, please, i don't do anything <laughs> then everybody's like you're going out they do <laughs> i i did i stayed home and i i did i worked we didn't mm-hmm. do a live stream melanie did come over and she brought me a cupcake for a cake and I didn't have any candles because I'm a, a single man or not. I'm not a single. I'm a bachelor style living situation, man. And I don't have birthday candles because I don't make birthday cakes. I've only made one cake in my life. Mm-hmm. And we smashed it. And we smashed it. <laughs> Did it's you like, put like a full like column candle on top of a cake? <laughs> nope. I improvised. <laughs> and I, yeah, go ahead. No. I took a, a piece of spaghetti and I started it on fire. I mean, like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, like uncooked spaghetti, of course. Do what you got to do. Yeah. It smelt like cooking spaghetti. <laughs> For a little go. too long. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, we might have lost him. He is, his video is currently frozen in the best laugh. I can see him. Pose. Melanie, are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Uh oh. Well, maybe uh, I was maybe. the frozen one. You yeah. sound good. Maybe. Yeah. You seem fine. Everybody seems fine to me. Wait. You can see Jesse moving. Yes, I can. I see him shaking oh, his head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This might get weird, everybody. This might get weird. I'm going to share the screen of what I see. I, I realize this is very strange. Oh, that kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Wait. No. Hold on. Oh, no, you're on Frozen now. That didn't work like I had expected. <laughs> because as soon as I shared the look, screen, look, everything... Look, audio weird. listeners, this is everything we see. Randy didn't hear any of that, did he? He's glitching out for me bad. I don't uh, know what the deal is. It's, yeah, it, no. If, 
maybe I'll have to translate the through the hell? episode. Well, that's not good because I'm I'm hosting this thing. Like <laughs> I, I don't know what happens if I lose connection if the stream continues or what. Mm-hmm. Since I started the stream. Mm-hmm. Okay. Savannah asks, Us? "What kind of shirt are you wearing, Jesse?" I am wearing uh, Jeff Hardy. He's a wrestler. Mm-hmm. He paints up his face like super crazy. It's okay. awesome. It's Jeff Hardy, Randall. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a long okay. show. <laughs> yeah, Jesse is not working for me. I, I'm. I don't know what's gonna happen. Let me see if I can do a thing. Okay. Hey, everybody! If the stream suddenly ends, I apologize. We might <laughs> be crashing. Well, so far, so good. <laughs> yeah, I think we're still live. So, did, did you you guys had school today? We did have school today. Uh, I know that several schools around the like around the area probably went with the two hour late start, but we, uh, I drove in that. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. We don't do two hour late starts in Omaha. Um, mostly because parents at work and a lot of the kids would right. just, you know, be stuck at home alone. So they just don't do them. Right. Uh, so they called off and made it virtual schooling today at 6 AM. You know, do what time most of the bus drivers, uh, yeah, I'm a bus driver. Have to be there. It's before six a.m. Right. So everybody's at work on their way to go pick up kids, and then they're like, "School's canceled." <laughs> That's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's how this works. So, like, yeah, like the last people you want out there on the street mm-hmm. <laughs> are the first ones out there. So you got to make mm-hmm. that decision a little faster. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, annoying, but you know, I get it. You, if you have the ability to do it from home and keep everybody safe then i i understand but yeah right a little, little earlier oh <gasps> you're back i'm going to it didn't seem to end the stream so i'm gonna remove myself again restart my modem and then be right back if you guys can banter for a bit we yeah. can try you start talking about what you watch or just do whatever do whatever you guys want it's it's <laughs> kickback laid back stream <laughs> okay okay is he gone yet? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do that while he was still on, but he's out of there. Yeah, I heard it. Oh, I heard it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so what'd you guys watch? I know that Randy's probably going to want in on that, but. um, Let me think. What's the thing that he will have the least to say about? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the the one that I don't necessarily have the most to say about, but I enjoyed a lot. It was um, the Invisible Man. Oh yeah, um, Randy. We we we've been meaning to watch it for a long time, but Randy wasn't psyched for it. I don't think. And I, the Invisible Man is not one of my favorites. You know, as far right. as I don't know what you even call him if he's a super thing or but I, I don't know whatever right um but i really i really enjoyed it um that i really like the way that they would look jesse yes you, you've seen it okay yeah, um, yeah. sorry you your audio glitched a little bit for me so i'm oh, hoping sorry. it's not me mm-hmm. in actuality while randy's rebooting yeah. his entire modem <laughs> i really like the way in the movie that they um that they they pan the uh, the camera into areas where there's no one, you know. So right. you're, so you're like, there's some. Is there somebody there? They don't. They and they don't even really address 
the I mean, it's a, it's named the Invisible Man, so you know what it's about. But they don't really even address it until like a good chunk of the movie has already passed, and then they're like, "I think he's, a, I think he's here," you know. And there's but, so much going on there. Like you don't mm-hmm. know, like is is the Invisible Man there, or is it her paranoia? Uh huh. Because yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Obviously, part of it is is the uh, like the trauma that he's inflicting on her. Like he's mm-hmm. he's making her crazy, or he's been making her crazy for years. Right. Which is one of the things that, yeah, that I really liked about it because it's doing that to you kind of, it's like gaslighting the audience, you know? Right. It's like, are, are, is she just crazy or are you just crazy? What's going on? (laughs) You know? Um, (laughs) Uh, but I, I mean, I figured, and I'm sure everybody who, who, you know, watched it, even from the beginning, they hinted at, at, at what was going on, even if they didn't straight spell it out, but they said what his profession was and showed some of his uh, equipment in the basement. So I really like this take on it, especially because one of my things that I never really got with the invisible man was how he, if he, if he is just invisible, I mean, I know he wears the bandages and stuff, but that just, how do you go, you know, how do you function normally and go about your business looking like a burn victim? I mean, not, you know, uh, and not draw any kind of suspicion. I never, you know, I never bought that very much. Uh, so this way is way, way better. What did you Although, think of the science? Like, did did you buy the science? Was it convincing? I'm still not exactly certain what they were trying to go with. And kind of maybe because it's, it seems like the, it was recording and pro- sort of projecting at the same that I don't really understand so much. I know that like there's ways you can like bend light to make things look invisible um, if you show what's behind them. So maybe it's something like that where it's, it's more just like observing the, the light behind it and then making that, uh, you know, show up in the front. I don't really know, but no, I mean, if, if, if you're going to make some kind of invisible suit, it seems kind of plausible, I suppose. Um, sure. I still feel like it would have been smaller because it seems like I don't know how big the little dots on it were. Or the cam- I'm assuming they're cameras, mm-hmm. um, but they seem pretty big. I didn't think it would be much smaller than that. Uh, personally, especially if you're going to walk around it, you know, I want it to be as flexible as possible. But oh yeah. right, but still, you know, whatever they're trying to go for effect. But um, and they didn't really explain like how is he able to see in this thing because it's essentially mm-hmm. like head to toe, like, yeah, I don't know, hexagonal or like triangular mm-hmm. little units or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like how I'm, I don't know, but I'm, I, I have to assume he would have to turn it on. if either from the area where he had it stored by the little computer there, or maybe if he had like an app or something, I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> but even so, then you would have to carry something with you to be able to control it. So there's issues with it, but overall, I thought it was really, really good. Um, yes. There were some janky moments, uh, like with the sister at the restaurant. Um, oh, yeah. And the, this knife just appears in her hand. Uh, right. That did not look that great. And I mean, there's a whole restaurant full of people. We're talking about the Invisible Man. There's a whole restaurant full of people. How, how does nobody see that, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> Floating oh, the, across the, the room cartoon knife attack yeah 
Um, and the thing I liked the most, though, about about the whole movie, really, was her at the end. The actress who I like, I've liked in everything I've seen her in, I think, um, or at least recently. I'm sure she might have been in some stuff when she was younger that I barely remember. But uh, at the end, and I think Randall didn't care for it. If I am, you know, maybe I'm thinking wrong. But her switch at the end was perfect to me. And and he's like, well, she was kind of, I don't know, seemed too mean or something. I'm not sure. But uh, no, I think it was perfect. Because even though that guy is her friend and whatever, half the movie, he didn't believe her. Half the movie, movie he was telling her she was crazy, you know? Um, and then when at the, you know, when it gets toward the end and she's like, I need help to whatever. And he's like, no, you, jo- you got to just let me do my job and just whatever. The- let you do your job after you spent the whole time telling me that I'm crazy and I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't think so, you know? So she could have been even nastier, really, in my opinion. And I still would have been fine with it. But it sucks a little bit because obviously she got to that point by being so damaged. But she was unapologetically strong at the end. And that's that I really, really liked. I think I thought it was great. Um, I it's the the movie was was pretty decent, but the end is what sold me on it. It kind of like they flipped the script right at the end where like the mm-hmm. whole time you think, oh, the invisible man is just this. And then mm-hmm. at the end, it's like, oh, who's the real villain? Who is the real villain of the story? Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, my internet connection still sucks a bit, which is unfortunate. But I liked I liked the movie quite a bit, The Invisible Man. What Melanie was mentioning about the end, what I didn't care for is the way... Not that she was not a good actor. Like, she acted it well. But I didn't care for how cold she suddenly comes across at the very end. And I... Spoilers, by the way. Spoilers for the Invisible Man. Right. I'll give you a second. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, yeah, she just murdered a guy, right? And like, it's revenge at that point for all kinds of things. And I don't feel like the actions were out of out of character, but based on what we had seen up to that point, the way her demeanor seemed out of character to me. But whatever, Melanie dug it. Um, as a whole, though, I liked the movie. I liked the movie. There, there are there were a couple janky bits, like um, the the knife in the at at the uh, restaurant, just because like it's such a like one fell swoop. Suddenly, like it flies across the table, cuts, and then it's like it, like cuts the uh, person's throat, and then is just like Looney Tunes whoop in right into her hand, and then she just sits there holding it. It's like. <laughs> I, I don't know how else you do that scene mm-hmm. as written, but it was a little goofy to me. Um, also, like, so nobody see like a floating knife, <laughs> like right. come into the <laughs> whatever. Uh, otherwise, I really liked it. I liked that we. I remember when we first when we were we were doing a live show and reacting at the news, and we were reacting at like this weird concept for an Invisible Man movie where it's like not your typical angle on it. And yeah, I liked the angle they took and I think it worked. It was definitely effective, but I think my favorite part of it is it actually made the invisible man, a legitimate horror movie 
monster versus just like mad scientist. He's invisible. We get to see him go and be invisible and kind of go crazy. It made him almost not supernatural, but almost supernatural in that, like you felt you actually get to feel the fear from someone else's perspective of him. And it just the way it made empty space scary. Mm-hmm. Not not yeah. darkness, not lightness, not like a monster, not like the other room. Any empty space, the room you're in, that corner where there's nothing there is horrifying yeah. the way it's portrayed in here. And that yeah. was my favorite part of it. Mm-hmm. That's all. Uh, uh, one other thing that is maybe nitpicky or whatever, but the other people, the other people in the movie angered me over and over. Like the daughter of the people she was living with, she was halfway across the room and she got smacked and she's like, she hit me. How? She was over there. She's still over there. Her arm's not three feet long. What are you talking about? Or especially the, the police officers, or maybe their security guards. You just watched this guy get shot by nothing right next to you. And you're going to be like, get down to her. Obviously she didn't do it. Obviously, it's the floating gun that is the danger. Attack the floating <laughs> right. gun. You know what I'm saying? But they don't. I don't. I don't understand that. So I was somewhat misled, not intentionally, but misled into thinking the spoiler was that it was all in her head, which that movie plays with. Mm-hmm. But so, but by the time they got to, and the movie itself, like that's the whole point. Like she's being gaslit. Mm-hmm. But by the time they get to that scene where. They're in a hallway full of cameras, security cameras, and like the security guards are fighting an invisible man now. They've Mm -hmm. shot him, and like every time they like he's his suits glitching out, so you can see him. I'm like, well, she's fine, she's fine. Like there should be no legal issues after this point. Mm -hmm. She's totally covered because it's like, yeah, there is proof, video proof Mm -hmm. of whatever I was saying. Yeah, and to Melanie's point of being frustrated, like I I didn't mind the slapping the i didn't mind when she slapped the little girl no i didn't mind the scene with the with the younger girl um because the younger girl was like looking away or whatever but her her police man friend was an idiot because even after that point he's still like even after the the security cameras and all that he's still like just keep that theory to yourself just i'm like why (laughs) nothing else she has said it, it like everything she has said can be proven true up to this point. Like, mm-hmm. why are you still like not listening to her? So I would agree with Melanie on hey, he in particular was real quick to kind of write her off. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Still. Would you guys recommend it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think I would, I would recommend it to, to almost anybody. Cause I know a, a lot of the stuff that we watch, at least that I like, is not something that I would recommend to like my sisters because they're like Hallmark channel watchers and they're not going to be interested in it. But this, this is something that they would totally love. This, if Wonder Woman 84 is like Hallmark, big budget Hallmark done, not that the one Invisible Man's big budget, but like mainstream Hallmark done bad, this is mainstream Hallmark done good. I would agree. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I was on an episode uh, not too long ago of the Movie Guys podcast. I was on uh, the first half of their like uh, big 2020 their awards they give out to like best movie they covered that year, worst movie, blah blah blah. And Invisible Man or the Invisible Man was on their worst of the year list. It was nominated, 
but only because Jordan on that show hated it. And so like, <laughs> so I was on there and I hadn't even, I hadn't watched it yet. And I was like, well, I can't really say cause I haven't seen it. The other guy was like, Jordan's just, Jordan's crazy. <laughs> the other host, uh, Eric, his name is, uh, I hope I'm sorry, Eric, if I, if that's not your name, um, he was all for it. He's like, no, it's good. It shouldn't even be on this list. And Jordan, Jordan just hates it. And Jordan, we've had on uh, GCU a couple times. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, what is it bad? I, I had heard okay things about it. And I looked up the Rotten Tomatoes score. Not that that's necessarily indicative. Sure. Super high, highly rated. And I was like, what is it? What, what are you talking about? The way Jordan was talking about it, I was expected like 40% or something. It's like 80, 90. It's like certified fresh. I was like, yeah. okay, okay. Jordan's wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't remember it being like a perfect movie, but I remember yeah. thinking, whoa, you know, like I was genuinely uh, surprised. I was engaged. I was entertained. That's really all I need. It's really, it's a refreshing take on a premise that's <sighs> the invisible man's cool because it'd be interesting to be invisible, mm -hmm. but the invisible man in my mind has always kind of been like King Kong. They roll out a new one every so often to show off how special effects have progressed. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's not the case here. In the case here, they actually had an interesting idea with a, you know, interesting take on it. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. I, you remind me of another thing um, uh, with like the looking in the corner and um, when there's nothing there and stuff like that. The other thing that I noticed they did which is not a big thing at all but in the very beginning i think you kind of see the bad guy or the you know the the invisible man mm -hmm. sort of like in a flash running in the dark other than that you don't see him until the very end of the movie um and i mean you know i like that he's the invisible man you're not supposed to see him uh <laughs> he is a total non-character uh -huh. to the very end you see like there's a shot of him in bed and then even when she, he runs up and attacks the car before, like as she's trying to leave at the very beginning of the movie, you don't really ever get a close up on him. You don't see his face. He's treated like a mystery to where he is literally a non-character. He is just kind of invisible the mm -hmm. whole movie in literally and figuratively um, until the very end. And that, yeah, that was also pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And I know the writers, I knew, I know it was intentional. I know yeah. that was intentional. Yeah. So it was good. Jesse isn't seeing. I I can, I can see your comments. Okay. They're, they're in our yeah. But uh, yeah, you but you can't see me. Blumhouse. <laughs> By the way, Moose watching it on Twitch tonight. Yeah. Viewers and future listeners, uh you can catch us every Thursday at 8:15ish on Facebook, mm -hmm. Twitch and YouTube. Uh yeah, so and we should see your comments regardless which of those three platforms they come from. So Moose over on Twitch tonight. Mm -hmm. he's, he's on a Facebook strike, maybe. Um, but since he wants Fair us, enough. he was unsure that we're seeing their comment, his comments. I am seeing it, including Blumhouse does good horror, and I have slight beef with that. <laughs> Blumhouse. Blumhouse does horror. <laughs> <laughs> Caveat. I some like it, this one though. I, I'll some of it is really good. Sure. Yeah. Some of it's really bad. They just do all of it. They just do yeah. so much. I appreciate Blum. And we've talked about them before. I appreciate their business model because they are 
horror. That is what they do, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they and they give they do give like talented people a chance to do interesting things, mm-hmm. but they also just throw a bunch of crap out. They just yeah. do so much and they can afford to because they just pump out lower budget, not not low, low budget, but like mid-tier budget horror movies, knowing that some of them are gonna be a flop, some of them are gonna be a hit. When they get a hit, that's gonna pay for the like 10 other flops they just produced. So mm-hmm. half of which will be sequels. I do like Blumhouse. I don't think they always do good horror. Yeah. And give us Happy Death Day 3, but don't make it dumb like the end of Happy Death Day 2, which was a great movie. But the the premise of where they might go with it, I didn't like. Right. I'll take another one. Oh, sure. Yeah. If it's good. Yeah. So how about you, Jesse? What did you watch? Well, uh, I watched The Boys, which I know you guys have seen. Yeah. Uh, so I finished up The Boys season two. Oh, when's uh, season three? Uh, are you ready for it? Oh, yeah. I'm so ready for it. Where? When is it? <laughs> right, right. And man, so much happens. I mean, like they cram a lot into these two seasons. And then, uh, so yeah, now I like uh, last time we talked about the boys, I still hadn't finished season one. And so I was like, you know, um, boy, what's her name? Elizabeth Shue. I'm like, she's got Homelander. <laughs> you know, and then, and then, that, then that happens. And then I was shocked to see her in season two right mm-hmm. right Elizabeth yeah. too, anyways yeah <laughs> and i was like oh th- then i re- mm-hmm. then i realized what was going on yeah and it ain't no force ghost either <laughs> no. yeah yeah no 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 force ghosts um according to uh radiotimes.com the boys season three filming i don't know how recent this story is from is due to take place august of 2021 so so next year sometime when there's there's supposed to be like they're going all in on this like i, I really want to go back and like read some of the comics because now like they're they're leaking like little bits of of like storyline that they're like what crazy angles are they gonna go are they gonna go full whatever like this one thing that happens in the book and they're like oh yeah they will and i'm like whoa mm-hmm. <laughs> so they kind of spoiled just how far they're willing to go with this thing um mm-hmm. But they're also like adding uh, Jensen Eccles, who just finished his run on Supernatural. They're going to add him into the boys. So, mm-hmm. you know, he just went from angry Ding West Winchester to being one of Butcher's boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, it took us forever to get around to finishing Preacher, but I, bl- I, I think we've, we're finishing Preacher about the same time we checked out the boys. Am I right, Melanie? I believe so, yeah. So I'm like, the boys, I know that's based on a comic. Who did that? Garth Ennis, who also did the comic for Preacher. I'm just like, yeah, Garth Ennis that is great. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah he, he is. He is legitimately great. And mm-hmm. even watching, I don't know, I don't know how I haven't read the boys' comic, but I so I don't know how accurate it is. But even watching just the way the characters act and interact and like the little the plot things that happen, I'm like, I can see it. Like he's got mm-hmm. certain things. Mm-hmm. I could totally see it. I am becoming a Carl Urban fan. <laughs> like like he's he did dread he did this he's bones <laughs> i mean like mm-hmm. i really having a hard time finding something he's done lately that i didn't like mm-hmm. okay so moose had said all horror is good horror there are just varying degrees of horror of good except brightburn in that thought and he also said he watched crossroads on roku starring ralph macchio the story about a blues fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that uh, that movie's great. 
about a blues fan addicted to the story of Robert Johnson's lost song. Yeah, I remember Crossroads. Well, Savannah watched Ken, the Ken Burns series on American jazz and the history of it. I don't know why, but I feel like they kind of go together. They do. I would say they kind of do. Urban did the movie right. Priest. I believe it was on this show that I realized he was the J Judge Dredd guy, though, because I oh, was yeah. calling him Discount Hugh Jackman. <laughs> because well, I without the helmet on, I, I can see that. And but you're yeah. like, he was Dredd. And I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> can I can I real quick, just a little thing. I watched, okay, because of my nieces, nieces I watched a trailer for a new movie. I don't know what it is, but it's got the child of shark boy and lava girl in it. Right. Um, so it's one of those movies. Guess who is in it? Carl. Uh, the Mandalorian. Oh, Pedro oh. Pascal. Yes. Is he also a treasure in that as well? I haven't seen it, but he looks, <laughs> he looks like he probably is. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was thinking about that. Like, cause in wonder woman 84, he's, he's, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's not amazing, right? Like his accent, <laughs> his accent seems to fluctuate. Um, He's also, what is it? But I love him though. So yeah. what is it? I think it's a combination of goodwill earned through the Mandalorian, and mm -hmm. like he has very kind eyes. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He does he have does. that. Uh, Moose said he's also addicted to the Robert Johnson story. Um, keeping this moving forward. I'm sorry for the technical issues at the beginning, and I did not expect Invisible Man talk to go super long. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Melanie, no, it's it's fine. You know what? If we don't get to the news. Yeah. Eh. Okay. Uh, Melanie and I also watched a movie called The Endless, which happened to be, which we unknowingly was a sequel to a movie we've watched years ago, and we didn't even realize it till after, long after we'd watched this movie. Yeah. Um, the Endless is amazing, and we found. I found, I don't know if Melanie, I know Melanie liked these guys, but it's, it's like a writer director starring duo got a couple of guys and they make mind bending Lovecraftian cosmic horror type sci-fi thrillers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be like almost exclusively what they made. And we, I don't know, we come across this cause I was just like, Hey Melanie, what should we watch? Just give me a genre, give me a genre and we'll find something. He's like mind-bending sci-fi. So we watched this. It was really pretty good. Uh, and then we're like, well, what else have these guys done? And we're watching trailers for some of their other movies. And they're all like the same type of you know, different, but the same type of thing. And then we got to this one trailer where it had scenes. It had characters from the movie we had just watched. But then we we're like, wait, we've seen that movie <laughs> and not in the one we just watched. Because the one we just watched had seen, like, it, I don't know. It's mind-bending. So I'm like, <laughs> these, guys, these guys got their own, like, mind-bending cosmic horror cinematic universe. It's amazing. It um, is. <laughs> let me get the names for you guys. So The Endless. Um, the Endless, though, I do recommend. It's pretty good. Mm. Here's, here's a synopsis real quick. Two brothers return to the cult. They fled from years ago to discover that the group's beliefs may be more sane than they once thought that's pretty vague still mm -hmm. um but it was and then i'll let Mel melanie talk once uh, because i bet she has things she would say uh aaron moorhead and justin benson mm -hmm. are the duo that wrote and directed and 
co-starred in this and they've done several other movies. So I recommend it. Mm -hmm. um, and, the, and the other movie that we watched a preview for, and then we were like, Oh yeah, we've seen that movie. We watched years ago, like probably not too long after it came out. Um, they're both seem kind of lower budget, but they're still really good. Um, but it's, it's strange because uh, like watching the preview for the old movie, I, we definitely watched that movie and I automatically knew what it was, but this, the scene in the newer movie that we watched, I, I could, I would never have remembered that I watched that. And it was, can I, so we're having trouble here. Okay. Well, but, but that's, uh, but that's that's kind of the premise. Like they 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 do mind bending stuff. So the older movie we're talking about is Resolution from uh, 2012, mm -hmm. in which uh, basically a guy is committed to uh, helping his best friend sober up. So they go out to, and basically like lock him, he lock, chains him up in a like a cabin or whatever in a place out in the woods, and then start he starts finding weird tapes and stuff and of uh, film reels or, or maybe not even in that. Yeah, there were hard drives, just all kinds. It is all kinds of stuff. And it's like videos of them and stuff and videos of maybe stuff that hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. And so that's the other movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, I didn't. I just want to set up what that movie was. What were you going to say? Nope, that's fine. Okay, so then the, the new movie, you kind of find out why that was happening in the first movie, although it wasn't ever something in the after watching the first movie that I was like, why is that happening? Cause the first movie is just kind of weird. And you're just like, okay, crazy. This movie kind of explains it without you even realizing it's referencing that situation. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, whatever. It's good. Mm -hmm. I do like how many times though, in the thing they reference it, even they're like, there, there's some, some meth addict that's out in the woods and blah, blah, blah. I stopped by there. And, and then you never really even, yeah. Put together who it is until we watch the trailer for the old one. It's Great, and his. Uh, we haven't seen the other ones, but the there are at least two other, or there are other ones. There's two others. One of them is Splice, I think. Is that what it's called? And that one looks more. Uh, it's set in, I think, Italy, uh, and spring. Oh, it's called Spring. I'm sorry. Uh, and it's and it's more like a creature horror than the others. Um, but that looks good. And then the newest one looks way high, way higher budget. Um, and I, Synchronic. It definitely does look higher budget, and it's got um, Anthony Mackie in it. Who isn't he? Oh, he's Falcon, right? Falcon, yeah, in the Marvel stuff. So oh. yeah, and that looks great. Looks like more weird. Uh, two nor synchronic. Hmm. Two New Orleans paramedics' lives are ripped apart after encountering a horrific, a series of horrific deaths linked to a designer drug with bizarre otherworldly effects. So like. Bigger budget, same weird. So <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, anyway, why yeah. reinvent the wheel? Mm -hmm. Listen, if you guys like mind-bending sci-fi stuff or like cosmic horror, um, the endless wasn't so much horror as just kind of, I guess, weird mind-bending thriller. Um, mm -hmm. But definitely check out those guys. Uh, I, I, would, I don't. I don't even know if I would call it a thriller necessarily, but it's like. It's like a bro movie almost. <laughs> it's like a weird mind-bending sci-fi bro movie. It if is. Such a thing exists. <laughs> but yeah, Alan Moorhead and Justin Benson, check those guys out doing interesting things. Yeah. We're talking a lot about these what we watched. Sorry. Oh, 
Why are you sorry? I'm the one who's like long-winded. <laughs> you should so, be like, are you sorry, Randy? <laughs> so it's like it's like Christmas in the middle of uh the middle of not it's not even March, it's February. <laughs> Christmas months later. I bet uh, Melanie feels like it's Christmas. It's gotta be. It's got it's got I mean, can you feel it in your heart? <laughs> because you dying. guys thought something I'm dying. I'm dying. I, I love I live for these talks. You know what? This <laughs> this this actually should be the featured topic. It really should be. <laughs> so, as per our tradition, although we like technically we waited two years because this movie we're gonna we're about to talk about came out in uh, at the end of 2019, um, but we have, with the exception of the the first of the new trilogy, um, we generally wait like two years after the star, a new Star Wars movie comes out before we finally watch about watch it and talk about it. Which is really good for getting those listens on that Star Wars man wave. We were just on the trend. Right. Everybody's talking about this movie right now. Yeah. <laughs> so we finally watched uh Rise of Skywalker. Um yeah. It's it's so weird. Like I kind of I, I tweeted about it, but I intentionally tweeted about like a technical aspect of it that I thought was interesting because I feel slightly weird. I am not a Star Wars fanboy, which will come in as no one no surprise to anybody who's listened to the show for any amount of time. Uh, so it's one of the few like franchises that if we talk about, I, I gen, I feel like a pleb. I feel like a noob or like, you know, whatever, just a regular, because here, here's my take on it. And it's not too different from my take on the last two of the new trilogy. I enjoyed it. It was kind of dumb fun. It's fine. I'm, I'm good with it. I don't have any super strong feelings one way or the other about it. Like it seems the entire fandom does about each movie. So, right. Right. I, I have some strong feelings, but they're not, they're not necessarily star Wars specific problems. It's not like you messed up something. It's movie things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I, I think the, the best way for me to put it is something I had said to Melanie dirt while we were watching it. I don't remember what, what moment, but something happened and I laughed and I was like, that was great, but also terrible. And I was like, <laughs> that kind of explains all the best parts of this movie. It's great, but also so bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like he, uh, what's his name? I'm, I'm blanking now. Uh, Kylo Ren. No furry guy. Furry guy. Uh, furry guy. Chewy. Chewbacca. Yeah. Oh, they finally give <laughs> Chewie. They finally give Chewie a medal. Oh, the, that's right. That's right. They do. It's so stupid because it's like, yeah, nobody except the fan, except the people watching the movie understands why that's happening. <laughs> Chewie is not sitting there like, yes, finally that medal from like 40 years ago. Yeah. 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 I, that, like that kind of thing. It's so funny, but it's, that's not great. It's pretty stupid, but I was like, Mm-hmm. fine that's fine it's all <laughs> fan winkery it doesn't matter right mm-hmm. the the one thing i will say why do they have to be and this is a common complaint I, people i see people complain about both ways why does everybody have to be a family of somebody else yeah oh yeah why can't there be a savior who's just a nobody who descends from garbage people why does it have everybody to be... got mad at the last Jedi as if this was gonna somehow make it better? Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't care for that at all. 
and I knew I knew it was happening. I didn't know who raised but bloodline who it was, but I knew it was happening. Mm-hmm. But the line is like, she's like, you said they were nobody. <laughs> they chose they were nobodies because they chose to be nobodies. I'm like, oh my god, no. Just like, yep, yeah, let's retcon the entire last movie. So yeah. not only did the movie before this really like everything with Finn and all that, like it had no effect on the plot. The entire plot of that of uh Last Jedi had no effect on the overall plot. Sure it did. Then you got they to have, based- then you got to have like a ghost uh Jedi help out instead of you know a real Jedi. What's the difference between a force ghost, by the way, and just being there when you can lift? I've never right. seen force ghosts lift ships out of the water and stuff. Like well, Luke, Luke had total control of his surroundings. Like, what's mm-hmm. the difference? <laughs> yeah. Can we get to the big thing? Bug zapper. What's the bug zapper? That's my big thing is Palpatine at the end when he's like, get his bug zapper into the on the ships out there. I I kind of enjoyed it though. So mm-hmm. no, what's the big thing? Okay. So Jedi's disappear, apparently, when they die. Who gets to pick when they disappear? Because if if Leia can lay there dead for like two days or something, I don't know how long they were actually, probably not that long. They were out fighting in the ocean and then went somewhere else and you know flew halfway across the galaxy to do something else. She's still laying there. Um what's her name? Ray. Okay, yeah, Ray. Uh dies, but doesn't disappear. She's laying there and and is laying there for somebody to save her, but then they instantly disappear. Okay, yeah. No, what you're saying is like oh, yeah. Princess Leia dies, but then her body just stays there forever. Mm-hmm. Ray dies, but she stays there long enough for uh what's his name kylo ren to save her mm-hmm. and then he instantly disappears and leia disappears then too it's like yeah. what is a photograph in back to the future one <laughs> where where marty is the last one to go and he's only gonna start disappearing while he's playing earth angel with uh chuck berry's cousin <laughs> marvin berry <laughs> I also don't think, I mean, I don't know. And it's not just because maybe just because you're a Jedi doesn't mean you can read the future. But I, I don't really buy that his mom is going to like give off the rest of her life force to save him or whatever. And then his dad's going to ghost back to him to give him a pep talk just so he can go and die like right after that. I don't believe that was the intention of either of them, but that's what he did. Well, the Harrison Ford cameo, which was a surprise to me, fortunately, it was that was just Kylo Ren. That was his memory of Harrison of Solo, because Solo's not a Jedi. I was like, wait, are they going to try to force Ghost Solo? Because he's not a Jedi, but no, he's like, you know, he's like a memory of. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I didn't hate Kylo Ren's turn. I think I think that was fine. Um. Kylo Ren in general is, was potentially an interesting character. I did like, oh, and I think this was something they were kind of like, you'll see a new force power you've never seen before. And I mm-hmm. think it was the tele, basically like teleporting objects or interact, like being able to like do their mind telephone trick, but interact with the other world around them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was actually pretty cool. I was like, that's a 
probably the most interesting concept to be introduced into the Star Wars uh, Force co- idea since mm-hmm. before Metachlorians or whatever they were. It wasn't healing. Did they heal people in the previous movie or was healing the new one in this one? I think I think that was. Oh, maybe healing is the new one. That's healing just... is the one. And that's where people were like, so that you can heal dumb. people now. Yeah, that one's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Really, well, that, one makes, that one makes more sense to me than anything else, actually. You're, yeah, but it's not interesting. That's, that's hitting your Skywalker Jesus thing a little too hard on the head. Or I should say Skywalker Jesus allegory <laughs> a little too hard on the, on the head. Like, I don't know if you're going to use like the life force of, you know... Yeah, I get it. I'm not saying it doesn't I mean, it make makes sense if they had. I mean, I, I think this is where where everybody gets mad is like if they'd been doing it all along, which is a dumb argument. It is a dumb argument. We're just like I, we're only mad because they haven't been doing it all along. I I think maybe we were messed up because we did wait two years. So I've already seen Baby Yoda do this, and so it wasn't impressive to me. Oh yeah. Oh, it's um, a good point. You're right. Maybe that's why I didn't think much of it. Yeah. And it's you know what. It's not done when Baby Yoda does it. No, and it's, its name is Baby Yoda. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Mandalorian is Star Wars. Okay, Mandalorian is great. The only time Mandalorian is not great is when it starts stepping too deep into Star Wars. And I'm like, okay, okay, back out a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you're getting up to your knee in it too right. much. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'll take deep fake Luke. That's fine. Right. It, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed this movie. It was dumb fun. It was dumb fun. It felt the pacing was real weird, though. It was in a rush to get everywhere all yeah. the time. Yeah, it was. Did you like it as much as, as uh, The Last Jedi? Because I, I got to admit, like, I, I rewatched uh, The Last Jedi at least once. So, like, when we talked about it last, it was like, Okay, I hadn't seen it in a while, but I had rewatched it. Mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker, I haven't seen it since the theater. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard like so many people dump, hey, Maddie D, what's going on? I've heard so many people dump on Last Jedi. People hated it. They hated right. it. It was character assassination of Luke. Right. Even Hamill doesn't think that. Yeah, he still kind of bags on it if they ask him. I think. Dude, I not only d- did I think Last Jedi was maybe more interesting with a few, like the whole Finn, that whole side yeah, thing. Yeah. There, there was issues. Obvious, obvious, awful plot. I don't know what that was. Subplots aside, and there was a bit of meandering. But I don't know. I, I, I do think I remember enjoying it more. And when I logged Rise of Skywalker on Letterbox, out of curiosity, I was like, because you know, I seen the ratings that people. Did, on Letterboxd gave it, and I was like, "Oh, that's lower than I expected." Well, what's Rise of, Rise of Skywalker ratings on Letterboxd are way higher than I mean, I'm sorry, Last Jedi ratings are way higher than Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So it would seem people generally like that better, even though that's the one I hear people bag on constantly. Right? Almost yeah, like no, I think outraged. it was. I'm sorry, what? I think it was better. Yeah, it's almost like there's a vocal minority of people that just like to be outraged about everything all the time. Well, that's weird. Uh, well, I mean, that'll never go anywhere though. Right. (laughs) Last Jedi, I think, man, 
my my kind of disappointment was they they had started on doing what last jedi was setting up some interesting ideas and I, people that's where people kind of like throw shade at it they're like oh well it's just trying to subvert your expectations and that kind of became its, its own joke anyway subverting your expectations but last jedi itself by the end of the movie starts on doing what it was setting out to do to begin with and then right. this movie totally just continues on doing it but i still stand by if they would have went with ray is nobody descends from garbage people and she actually took kylo ren up on his offer to start their own thing because he's even like can't we just do our own thing can't we right. like why does it have to be this saga that's never ending and is tied to these people for some reason right forever i feel like that's rain johnson the director and writer being like we i this is listen this is what people are saying but right. then at the end of the day they're like but they just want star wars so you know what <laughs> luke shows up he nope kylo ren's bad rain yeah. johnson is basically like so star trek's kind of better <laughs> right <laughs> without saying it he's like you know that that guy's taking a hit from from he so much right. guff for that movie anyway I, ha I have a couple things i want to say one one being to add to your um uh uh ran being whatever uh a uh, nobody R R rain john johnson ray. <laughs> rain rain john johnson the chick ray. I, can't I don't remember oh ray ray oh, okay. thank you thank you ray i don't pay attention to any of that Names don't do me no good. Um, I mean, what is her last name? Space anyway? Aladdin. Uh, I, she, they should have left Diamond her in the Rough. They should have left her nothing. And one of the things that I found the most interesting about this last set of stuff was that you didn't have to be a Jedi. Like, regular people could, like, could feel the Force, you know? Maybe they couldn't control it. But th it, made, it made it more plausible that everybody is connected to it. And even if you can't control it, everybody could tap into it. And, you, you know... Made it a little bit more of a like a car, a, a chi type force thing to yeah. where it's like, you know, it's a force that impacts everybody. Just people don't, not everybody has control over it. Right. Or, right. or maybe, you know, don't, they didn't never got the training or, you know, they just more whatever, but just made it more appealing to more people than like, there's this one person on the, in the universe that, you know, everything hinges on and that's all. Space that's, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I don't care for that. I like the, I like the broader appeal. Of all that, um, uh, but but I understand why you would want to be a Skywalker because I mean it's Skywalker. That's cool, and if you're Space Jesus, that makes sense. But why wouldn't you just make your own name up? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Be your own person. Don't take somebody else's name. Doesn't you want to gotta be your grandpa? You don't gotta be this old guy you met on some island. You know. Make your be your own thing, or maybe if you didn't let your boyfriend die because he disappeared three seconds after you came back to life, you you know you guys could have made a name together and sat at whatever you know new throne. I don't know. All the it just they cracked it. They cracked the bed up. I, I don't <laughs> they did uh, like that whole like. Well, what's what's your what's your name, Ray? Ray, what? <laughs> I was like. Sure, I Stratus guess. Trotter, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Stratus Trotter for hire, it, and I'll find stuff in the sand. It reminded me of, and I mentioned it to Randy. 
I, I, there's this series that I read, which is actually really good. Um, if you like sci-fi stuff, it's, it's pretty, a pretty good read. And it, but it's the name of the series is death stalker. And by the end, the main guy is a hero, but at the beginning, he's a freaking like historian librarian. He works at a, like a museum slash library. And he's like, I know my name's death stalker, but I'm just a normal guy. Why won't people leave me alone? Why is there a guy who's going to challenge me? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And, and it's like that, you know, I mean, I don't know. But the other thing is, it's a sci-fi thing, I think. It's a problem, and it's our fault. Because hmm? every everything does it. You know, who is who is especially bad at it? And I'll use that because that's a great example. They come up with this storyline, and you're like, wow, this is new, and this is interesting, and this is whatever. And then, nope, it's the Daleks. Or, nope, it's the Cybermen. It's like, they can't just have some right. interesting they've got to be like oh oh what are we gonna do uh, just make it something that they already love so that they'll you know right. just accept it I, right I, the I, emperor but that cheapens it you know it, it makes it it makes it so much less enjoyable to me even though i do like the dogs and i do like the cybermen and i i you know like i don't really care for the emperor actually that that really was not good to me but but i wish that i wish that just because you're part of a, a franchise doesn't mean you can't spread out and do something different. It, it, what, Red Letter Media, they always do big star worse things. But like for the longest time, one of the guys on there, he kept he kept doing like anytime they talk about Star Wars or even other things, he'd do it. He'd be like, no one's ever dead. Nobody ever dies. Because that's that's true. In like Star Wars is one of those franchises at this point where it's like, Death doesn't, it's irrelevant. It's a, it's the comic book issue of like, oh, they're going to kill Batman or they're going to kill so-and-so. And it's like, for how many issues? Because mm-hmm. they're going to be back. And like, yeah. Force Ghosts kind of feel like that as it is, more so in this movie. But mm-hmm. Palpatine, just like, I just, I came back. I did like, man, every <laughs> everything about his, the design of that, oh, why would you hang out there? But the design of his lair, was awesome. Every right. frame was like a dark ambient or death metal album cover. It looks super cool. Yeah. And yeah. like, Visually, what was that weird, weird huge thing he was hanging from? Like the oh. all these movies, ghost the set design. The what? All right, the ghost in the machine. Yeah, yeah. All all these movies, the set design and like the uh the very Geiger is very like alien yes. almost it's just like plugged in and there was at least one location in each of the three of the newer trilogy that I really loved the like design and concept of. So like visually, you know, yeah, these, these movies look good on point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, they do still do the stupid, like there's one flaw. You gotta oh, yeah. you know, fly down there and take out that tower or that one up there, maybe both, but still, you know, <laughs> right. and then, and then their whole fleet is useless, you know? I mean, yeah. And is it, is it bad? Maybe it's just cause I'm not, I'm not really that Ray is Ray's okay, but she's a tough character to like, mm-hmm. I never really felt I identified with her and it, they kind of don't give her enough actual personality of her own to really whatever feel too much for her. Cause it's just like, Oh, she's just the new space Jesus. It's, it- so, so is it bad that, when Palpatine like absorbed both her and Kylo Ren's whatever soul essence force and mm-hmm. they dropped dead, I was kind of like, what if that's the end? That'd be so good. <laughs> I would love it. 
<laughs> I don't even like Palpatine, but this I'm down for. Yeah, yeah. You knew it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Face Jesus got to die and come back, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, it. You, you can't really make somebody much of a character when they spend the whole time running off ahead of everybody, not telling anybody what they're doing. Just, you know, you have, if they don't interact with people, you can't have any character. I mean, maybe you can have character. It's a lot harder to have character development when they don't interact with anybody else in the movie. And most of the movie, she didn't. I say in hindsight, though, that is the most Luke Skywalker thing she could have possibly done. Yeah. Right. It was like, I'm going to Dagobah. Why? <laughs> yeah, you're we right. We literally need you to do anything but go to Dagobah. He's like, I got to talk. I got to I gotta see a guy about a Muppet power. <laughs> so I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Where'd it go? It's gone. It was good too. Whatever it was. <laughs> Take my word for it. Okay. <laughs> it was something about Ray and all that. Oh, so the most I don't I didn't want I didn't want Chewie to die, of course. Right. But that was like potentially the most interesting thing they would have done with Ray when they when she exploded that spaceship, I was like, oh, we might actually get some like other than just she's struggling with the light side and the dark side because we're we say this that mm-hmm. she's struggling with it. Like we might actually get some interesting character development. Some there might actually been actions that have some consequence of any kind. Right. Nope. Chewie was on another ship. She doesn't have right. to feel bad about murdering a whole spaceship full of people. It's fine. Right. And those spaceships are like a city. <laughs> they're huge they're like a flying city <laughs> they're huge uh but you know what the 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 dog man that she likes wasn't on that one it turns out so <laughs> he doesn't have to learn any lessons about it that no. would have been a potential yeah. a potentially like good lesson about appropriate use of her powers and keeping her emotions in check if we actually had like stopped to take the time to explore that theme instead of just running off to the next the macguffin key to get us to the next macguffin key to get us to the end mm-hmm. right Mm-hmm. that said i liked it <laughs> i enjoyed it it was but that's the thing it's dumb fun like there are things there were lots of things that i was like disappointed in from a movie standpoint i'm like that's stupid the pace was super weird and too rushed but it was fine man the bug zapper thing when palpatine like the bug zapper thing the thing i tweeted about that i thought was super interesting was and this is the last thing i'll say about it was um they did a thing that I've seen in YouTube videos, sometimes intentionally and sometimes unintentionally, which is awful because it's painful. But the sound design was intentionally sound like when the bolt goes up in the sky, it sounds like it's blown out, like it's clipping, like it's turned up so loud that it's actually like distorted and, and like an audio issue. Right. But it's totally not. And it's really not any louder than any of the other action. It's totally like audio distortion via, uh, sound design like intentional audio distortion to give it that feel of like so much power their recording couldn't even handle it (laughs) and and to me and i was like oh that that's super interesting you don't really see that in movies that's like especially from a a lucasfilm related anything because you know lucas thx and all that like yeah they they are the sound design people right so uh i thought it was super interesting and very effective and like I said, it's not something you really see in movies. Mm-hmm. I see YouTubers use that type of thing. Again, sometimes by literally just cranking the volume too high. That's not the right way to do it. But um, yeah, I thought that was that was cool. 
it wasn't as good as the crazy light jump in the last Jedi into the ships, whatever it is, the hyperspeed jump into the ships. But that just that one little moment had that same like feeling of insane power burst that they kind of captured with that uh, hyper jump in the last movie. Pretty cool. Give me, give me that Mm -hmm. (laughs) bug zapper cosmic bug zapper. Yes. <sighs> Star Wars guys, you just got another dose of it from the Grolix crew. Yep. If the you best, want, I'm sorry, sorry. What? The best thing I can say about it is I get a whole bunch of memes now that I didn't before. Oh. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You would. I think Melanie, you had shared a couple, but mm-hmm. maybe I sh- I shared one back. But so, so looking for some the other day. The best I found were still just Mandalorian references because <laughs> yeah. just the one where it's like it's a side story. And the other panel is, uh, you know, Baby Yoda. It's like I am Star Wars now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do we want to just run through the news because I feel I the, at least a, one or two of these stories I have to mention, or else the title of this, of this video is going to be rather uh, clickbaity. Yeah, right. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going to do a few of them. Yeah, because they're right there in the description. Okay, Robbie Amell's. Resident Evil reboot is arriving sooner than we expected. And this is primarily uh, notable because I did not know they were rebooting the Resident Evil franchise. I didn't know Robbie Amell was still an actor. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Well, apparently he is. I don't even know who Robbie Amell is. (sighs) He Firestorm and uh, yeah, the Flash, right? The original Firestorm. Yeah. Oh, Oh, the bad way. Uh, that, no, that's his brother. Okay, okay. <laughs> Stephen Stephen Amell's brother. Yeah, right. Isn't that brother? Yeah, it better be <laughs> because we're yeah. saying it is. Okay. Um. Also, news from this is apparently the last uh, entry in the Resident Evil film franchise was just four years ago. What Resident Evil movie was that? And I know oh, Melanie, you like the lead in those movies, and you and and the first one. I've seen the first Resident Evil many times. Not to say it's great, but I've seen it lots. That franchise is god awful, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, if it's done well, sure, man, reboot it because Resident oh, yeah. Evil could be a good movie, could be a cool movie. It was, mm-hmm. it's a horror video game franchise based on like zombie movies and horror movies and stuff. So it's probably the the most successful video game movie franchise, though. I mean, like as awful as those movies are, like it actually spawned how many how many movies? Holy moly! So many. Ironically, I I just earlier today I I tried to play uh, Resident Evil One second remastering or something like that. I don't know um, with my nephew, but I he handed me the controller and I'm like I can't move. I can't. I don't understand. He's like it's tank controls. I'm like, well, I'm not a tank. I can't play this game. I can't (laughs) walk anywhere. Take it back. (laughs) If they're gonna remaster, not a tank. The tank controls were so terrible in those games. That's because they didn't. That was earlier, early-ish 3D games, man. They it took them a while to figure out how to make that work. Yeah, um, I didn't jive with my brain. So, Maddie D said, uh, "Did he miss Snyder Watch? Not yet, but there it will be here." Um, and he said, "Robbie Amell is awesome in Upload on Amazon Prime." Oh, I heard that was pretty good. Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen it. I haven't either. But he also said, uh, "Did someone say reboot Mila Gogo boots?" <laughs> yes. Um I would watch Mila Gogo Boots all day long. 
And he said Robbie is uh, Stephen Amell's cousin. Mm. Cousin, okay. I was way off. Mm-hmm. All right, moving forward from that because we're going to blow through these. Mm-hmm. Can't, I can't. I can't even mention this if we're going to blow through these. It, Moose, are you still here? Because I said I. I said put a pin in it because we're going to come back to it. James yep. Gunn reacts to Brightburn's unexpected. James Gunn reacts to Brightburn's unexpected success on Netflix. Mm. And it's basically, uh, you know, Twitter is the news, but uh, Brightburn, we've talked about it at length. Mm-hmm. We love it. <laughs> we're, we're good friends with the show. <laughs> <laughs> we've literally probably, we've talked for like, you could watch that movie like two to three times back to back, nonstop. And we'd still have been talking about it if you condensed our d- various discussions. Uh, basically, here's here's a short for for people who haven't been around since last two summers ago. Um, uh, it's a, it was a disappointment because we actually were super excited, and I I feel like it's a premise that could have been great. Basically, what if Superman except the Omen? Yeah, and it was not the Omen quality for sure. So whatever we've had we have talks about it um uh, but basically uh james gunn tweeted no wonder i've been getting a lot of questions about brightburn lately because he he produced it um it's the 10th most watched title on netflix worldwide so yeah doing great on netflix good i'm I'm not saying it was terrible right it just i wish it would have been better uh and i don't understand why people are surprised when things do better on netflix or any streaming service for that matter. If I'm already paying for this service and I'm watching all of I, all that I can, why would I spend just as much, if not more, to go see a movie? I wouldn't. I don't. That's you know. So of course things are going to do better. <laughs> Maddie D um, says it's all for you, Clark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. That, see, that's what we need. It needed something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Um, Anyway, Netflix, things are going to do better on Netflix than they are going to do in the theater, especially right now. Right. Okay. Move on. No. Uh-oh. Oh, what happened? You froze. Get possibly again. Uh-oh. Yep. He's frozen. Oh, no. So, do we know Do we know what other news we have? Um. Yeah, I can, I can uh, load up the list. But I don't. I wonder if there was anything else he wanted to say about Brightburn before we just left it behind. He he'll come back to it. He'll come back to it. Um, uh, one of the things that that he has in the list here is Nomadland filmmaker Chloe Zhao is tackling a sci-fi western Dracula for Universal Pictures. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, my internet totally dropped out for a moment. Another squirrel probably died <laughs> when I lose power. Every time squirrel hits a like reactor or something somewhere or a transformer. Um, did you read any of this article at all? I did. No, I didn't. Uh, okay. I, so I, I basically just read the headline is essentially where we're at. <laughs> the Oh, my internet's going slow. Okay. Uh, the whole thing is basically, I mean, that's the, the headline is the thing that got my eye. I was like, so there's, there's going to be a new movie, a new Dracula movie, but it's going to be a sci-fi, a futuristic sci-fi Western. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. Right. That sounds ridiculous. Uh, yeah. the, was, was somebody else wanting to talk or am I hearing 
something weird. Okay. You're hearing something weird. It's it's not me being crazy. It's the connection, I swear. <laughs> it's not an invisible man in that empty space right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I've got I've got the door cracked open there. That oh. creeps me out far more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting to see movement. Like you can see a little bit of light there. I'm waiting to see movement. Mm -hmm. That's where I creep myself out. It's a ghost of a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I gave my life to take your internet out. <laughs> and you're still talking on it. All for nothing. <laughs> um, they bore, he uses his force ghost powers to lift up a tiny X-wing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but uh, it's going to be made by filmmaker Chloe Zhao. That's how I would pronounce it. I don't know if that's right, but yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, she previously had, she just released a movie called no uh, Nomad Land, um, which is basically about living on the outside of society's boundaries, according to this HollywoodReporter.com uh, article. In the vast landscape of the American West and stars Frances McDormand, which I haven't seen her in anything for a long time. That actually sounds kind of interesting. Um, and apparently that's kind of like reoccurring type themes is uh, apparently her take on Dracula's will be about living on the outside of society, on the fringes of society, except in a future Old West. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And then to tie this in for comic book nerds, Nerds. Uh, she is also currently in pro, uh, post production on the Eternals movie for uh, Marvel. So she's directed uh, the Etern or Eternals, whatever it's going to be called. Fargo's yeah. Francis McDormand. Yes, I believe so. Uh, moving on. <laughs> oh, this is such a nothing story, but I just wanted to cover it because when do you get I mentioned Secret of the Ooze? Waxwork right. announces Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze vinyl, as in record. Uh, they're gonna, they're whatever. They're gonna re-release the soundtrack, the score with the hit song. It doesn't even mention the title of the hit song because you know what it is. Right, right. I was like, yeah, I was like, I have to mention it. This is super, super shredder status. Mm -hmm. oh, sure, yeah, that's it. So if you're like a, you know, anywhere near our age, I would, I would dig that. I, I you know, like, ironically, this almost ties into what have you been watching? Well, I, I just bought like two scores. Off of uh, was it La La Music or whatever it's called? Mm -hmm. uh, they they did the 35th anniversary re-release of the Karate Kid soundtrack. They mm -hmm. did it for all three of the movies, but I just got the first one because it's like you know what, all the other movies just kind of build off of what Bill Conti created in the first one. This looks super sweet though. The record, Ooh, that it? yeah, it's got like it's got the Toka and art. Yeah, yeah. ooze green uh -huh. record, super cool. Mm -hmm. Can I comment real quick on Jesse's too? I should never have that around that uh, record or album or whatever because in my, I think our entire relationship, uh, I have always to Randall, I'm like, you're the best around. Always, right. always, always. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> it's even worse now, but um, yeah. I don't need any more reminders. I mean, all um, you need to do is just have like a soundboard of that on your phone and you just go right true instant musical cue <laughs> and the last normal news story before we get into a certain special segment that yep you thought maybe it was dead it's not it's a space jesus this this here's our new segment of is this is this real life 
Is this what? <laughs> is this a real thing? Is this why? Why is this? May- <laughs> what is why is this? I was gonna say something, but I don't want to take it the wrong way because I I understand the pandemic is a sore subject for a lot of people, and it should be a lot of people. We lost a lot of people. I get it. Maybe the film industry needed a bigger hit than what it got, though, is what I'm saying. <laughs> because there's an Uno film in the works at Mattel with Lil Yachty? Lil Yachty. Eyed to star. Uno! <laughs> it's worth it now. It's worth two hours of your time, right? How do you... Why Uno? Is this a joke? I had to make sure the date wasn't a stupid April 1st article or something. Can you imagine the memes that will come out of this though? Like it'd be like you know, like that, you know, that meme of the guy that's like, do this or draw 40, and then he's got like a handful of cards kind of thing. How, yeah, how do you do a live action adaptation of a card game? I mean, really. So from just this little bit that I read here, you basically just make a movie and then somehow loop Uno into it because uh I'm getting this from comingsoon.net, but uh in a statement, Lil Yachty said, quote, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be a part of this film with Mattel. I played Uno as a kid and still do today. So to spin that into a movie based on the Atlanta hip hop scene I came out of is really special. It hits so close to home for me. What? What? <laughs> what even I mean, is this? I don't know. Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be, be amazing. Maybe it'll be like Clue or something. Which I personally think. Yeah, is. but at least you can but, see the story elements of cl- in Clue. Yeah. It's essentially a, a mystery game. It sounds like there's just, I don't know how it's going to tie into it, but it's just going to be this story and it'll probably have Uno grafted onto it. I don't know. So, I mean, you'll think you know what's going on and then they'll lay down the reverse card. <laughs> yep. And then just when you think it's getting good, this is what you should do, listeners and viewers. You should skip it. <laughs> uh, Matt says, what's the sequel, Duo? <laughs> what was it? Oh, yeah, 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 that's an actual game. <laughs> and then they have like some kind of crazy Uno with like a, a card shuffler that spits cards at you, like Uno card blizzard or <laughs> something like that. I yeah. never heard anything good about it, but even Battleship makes more sense to me than right. Uno. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. All right. Just trying to speed this up. What happens weird. when little Yachty says Uno in the film? What happens? Is it, it over? It instantly becomes one of those movies that are on those YouTube channels that only talk about bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, after, then the after credit scene is him not actually winning. After he said Uno. (laughs) Right, right. All right. Speeding this along because I promised it would be a shorter episode. So here we go. Everyone's favorite. Snyder watch. I have to I have to introduce the segment with the same intensity as starting the episode over again. Mm-hmm. So 
Okay, first we're going to get to the news that because we've been off for, we didn't do a show last week. Mm-hmm. It, we've been a little spotty a couple weeks because it's that time of year when everything's happening. Right. It's our cycle. Just let it be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. Uh, excuse me. So this is from uh, the end of last month, but we haven't talked about it. And I was like, we kind of have to mention it. Justice League Snyder cut to premiere in March on HBO Max. Yeah, so we haven't even talked about the fact that it got an actual release date, I don't believe. Um, coolest video for 2021. Thank you. <laughs> Better than, you know, like, that's a good deep fake right there. Better than Luke, right? <laughs> I think it looks more lifelike. Right? A little less dead in the eyes. <laughs> and it's Zack Snyder, so... Yeah, yeah so that's saying something. Uh, so Variety, Variety.com had reported towards the end of January that, uh, well, they reported, I mean, okay, I should have just said HBO Max and Warner Brothers announced uh, that Justice League Snyder, <laughs> Justice League Snyder cut, it's not, Zack Snyder's Justice League premieres March 18th exclusively on HBO Max. Now that's interesting because, so I believe they've decided, which if it's coming out like next month, talk about last minute decisions. Yeah. They've decided it's all one movie, not four episodes, right? right. Is that still the thing? Or they're going to change their mind. <laughs> they're gonna right. change. Um, but that's what he said, right? That's the other thing is he just says things sometimes. Right. Well, you know, I've in uh, HBO Max or Warner Brothers is taking his lead and just like, we're just going to say things now. Uh, 2021, all movies straight to streaming. What? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear that? <laughs> so, so so interesting not not theatrical release maybe they're just like that's gonna cost us way too much money we're just put this on streaming it's gonna make us a bunch of <laughs> it's money. only costing us uh, what six billion extra dollars <laughs> right uh yeah so that was really the actual news that's the only actual snyder cut news of the last couple weeks because mm-hmm. to be honest there's a million there's multiple stories every day about this right there's only one piece of news every like month Right, and this is technically just an announcement, not even news. It's just like, like right. the name of the movie is. Yeah, <laughs> the, the that was a date. story. That the was release, gonna be. Yeah. That was what it, the official title will be: Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> it's the same. It's Great. The same. Everyone's just you, gonna call it the Snyder Cut. Oh yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, why don't they just call it the Snyder Cut? Embrace it. Right. Uh, the new news. <laughs> That no one knew anything about. This is fresh breaking. It will officially be rated R. Mm-hmm. Suggested though, for you. Even though <laughs> we, I swear we heard that a while ago that I it would be so rated too. R. Uh, officially now. And if you search it up on, uh, oh, it's so interesting. You can search it by Snyder Cut, even though it, if you go to filmratings.com, it pops up. It received an R rating for violence and some language. Oh, so they don't even guys, have like dirty pillows in it? No. Guys, I don't even have to search this because Facebook knows that this is the hard hitting journalism that I want to see in my Facebook feed suggested <laughs> for you. Yeah, you posted a picture in our Grolics chat, the article, and it said suggested for you. And I was like, oh, dude, you're never going to hear the end of it now. Just wait till Google gets a hold of it. Right. I get push notifications about the Snyder Cut. Like every day, <laughs> I never asked for it. Right. <laughs> yeah. In there, it's listening. 
on this right. stupid little device, and it's heard us say it a million times. So it's like I meant love it. I mentioned something once, and it's flooding my feed. It's crazy. Right <laughs> now, here's even, in my opinion, even less news than that <laughs> news. Uh, this is a couple days ago. I'm sure people have already seen all this already, but uh, he teased the new look of the Joker. You want to see that tease? You want to see what Joker is going to look like, even though he was. We've seen him. We've seen him, <laughs> and he was not really even in the movie originally, but he is now. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Because this is the, origi- the original vision. Here's the, here's the tease. Look at him. Look how different. Oh. Look at it. Look. He has more hair. <laughs> it's so, uh, it's just a blurry, out of focus picture. I'll give, I'll give, I'll give. Zack Snyder this he knows social media mm-hmm. he knows how to use social media so audio listeners in case for some reason you haven't seen it's totally out of focus here's what you can kind of gleam it doesn't look like he has actually it looks a little bit I wonder if they're going to steal the like face rip off the like leather face joker from that's totally what I was like I was like that kind of looks like that and if that's the case I am actually with it that's the only way I would be is if it is that specific, like my face off, and I'm wearing it as the mask. If it's not that Joker, I don't want to see it. And if so, why is he in this movie though? Like, right. why? There's only maybe seven extra minutes. So, you know like, what? why? Because why? because he wants a movie, so he's gonna do. A, a, he's gonna do. A, he's gonna do a Fight Club and be like, I want to destroy something beautiful, like Jared Leto. <laughs> You're right. Nice call. Nice call. Yes. Um, audio listeners. The other thing is like you, it's totally blurry. It's black and white picture. It doesn't look like he has the face tattoos. So maybe that'll lead credence to like leather face Joker. His hair looks longer, feels a little bit, uh, Joker, Joker. And then he's holding up specific. I mean, it's kind of the Joker looking card from comics, but is also very specifically the Joker looking card from the end of Batman begins. So people are like, Heath Ledger Joker, but anyway, yeah. Well, maybe it's gonna be Jared Leto wearing Heath Ledger's face. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) So here, it's so interesting. The related people, David Ayer gets thrown in there. That makes sense, I guess. Okay. Um, the other non-news news, and this was from today or yesterday. Do you want to see what Nightmare Batman looks like? (laughs) except we've already seen it because that scene was in batman v superman i can't imagine what he would look like though he looks like that oh no oh you mean like from batman v superman (laughs) totally just yeah it's just trench coat batman for batman v superman from behind though like like that's what his back looks like though that ain't nightmares batman sorry Nightmare Batman is uh, Batman on drugs in the Owl's oh. basement. That's, that's Nightmare Batman. That's true. Anytime, Listen, in the comics, anytime Batman's on heavy psychedelics, so good. It's so good. <laughs> there was that one. What was that one? I can't remember what it's called. Some, cult or something about something to do with cult where he mm-hmm. got kidnapped by this cult chained up and like drugged and then when he got out he's hallucinating and i'm pretty sure he machine gunned down a bunch of people but it was during <laughs> his hallucination and you're it's a little vague and it's like no he killed, right, right. He killed no, a bunch it, of innocent people it doesn't matter because chewbacca was on a different ship oh you're right nobody ever <laughs> dies 
This this might be the most ridiculous one where mm-hmm. I seen the headlines of like teasing the nightmare Batman. We've already seen him. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, that's not that's that's like selling cologne, not selling nightmares. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> it really dude yeah. all yeah. Yeah, Zack Snyder can't help it. He's got that certain eye when it comes to photos, and it's always black and white, and it's got to be like, yeah, it does look like, uh, you like know, instead of an obsession for men. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That nightmare by Calvin Klein. Exactly. <laughs> oh. uh, Maddie D says, got to bounce here, y'all, later. Yep. Speaking of, we're probably going to wrap it up soon anyway. Take it easy, Matt. Have a good evening. Yep. Have a good evening. Okay. That's all I got for news. Mm-hmm. Melanie, yeah. anything we should be amazed about? Yeah, one thing real quick. I'll try to go through it fast. Um, they are... Here, let me see who it is. It's There's uh, a... a um, it's the Autonomous Robot Evolution Project uh, that is working right now to build autonomous robots because humanity. the idea is that if we're ever going to live on another planet, it has to be livable before we can actually go there. Like Mars. Terraforming. So, well, not even so much necessarily terraforming, although that might be part of it. But a big part of it is, you know, like we'll have to build buildings, we'll have to do all these things, and we don't have enough. Well, and not that we don't have enough, but it'd be a lot harder to send people and all the supplies and whatever. When instead, what we could do is send these robots first um, with a few supplies. And then the what they're going to do, and this is really interesting to me, this is why I wanted to share it. Um, they're going to let robots basically evolve themselves. So they'll, they'll take robots out. They'll have like a, a, a beginning set. One of one set will have, will will build like the building they work in with a 3d printer and it'll have some supplies like parts and stuff. And then the rest of the robots will go out and explore and the robots that do well, they're going to be like, okay, we'll continue with the things that you did well at. And then the other ones they recycle. And then they were like, okay, so let's take the programming from these robots that did well and the and the body style from these robots that did well, and let's improve upon that from the information that we've gotten from them. It will set up a, a program and then independently build a new body style, and then they'll test the body style. And after the program has learned all that it could from the previous programming, they'll put those together and send them out to test and, and continue doing that. So every time... They'll be like, okay, this programming works better. This body style works better. Let's continue. Let's build upon that over and over and over and basically evolve themselves to do better in the environment and then recycle the ones that don't work. And I find this fascinating because that's so much closer to actual evolution than what we do now, you know, Um, and it would be completely independent of humans. And that's what really intrigues me. Um, I don't necessarily think that they're going to take over. But I want to. I am very interested to see what would happen if you let robots be completely in control of their own evolution and take humans out of the equation. I want to know what's going to happen. The Matrix. It's it's super exciting to me though. But so they would be doing that for and, and a robot generation compared to a human generation is incredibly smaller. So they will evolve and um, go through many many generations before humans even try to think about getting to the planet itself after they send them there to start, you know, building habitats and probably terraforming and even just exploring. 
but this whole like this whole thing is is really interesting to me because it, it gives they're going to give the computers the ability not only to like learn and build upon what's working and get rid of what isn't but to develop like the the main system is going to have the intelligence i suppose you would say to develop different kinds of because they're going to start with like legs and wheels but they're going to give the the computer the ability to to design different things because the main component of uh the like hub is going to be a 3d printer that they use to make whatever whatever design it comes up with from the recycled parts and like you know whatever materials it it has or finds along the way it it it's it yeah that's um iterative design uh for a while i was working on a podcast uh a series of podcasts produced by um I don't have an NDA with that. I didn't have an NDA with that client, but I don't know if I should say, but it's like a large, uh, not industrial, but large, a very large company that has to do with like all kinds of stuff, machine, machine, uh, machinery and building electronics and stuff like that. But a lot of what their podcasts were focused on were on these ideas of iterative design um, or generative. I think it's iterative design where it's basically it's not totally you, the human element is still there, of course, but they they feed a machine, be like, we need this, you know, say we need a design, a, a, a room with the best possible acoustics. And something that was super fascinating to me was them talking about how, you know, and then the machine would cycle through all these different designs to try to like figure out what would make for the best sound acoustics and come up with something that looked like, a whale's lung or something weird that a human would have never thought to design mm-hmm. weird shapes that just human minds wouldn't have thought. But the math is like, yeah, that's exactly, that's the perfect design for like amazing acoustics. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think whatever machines, this thing built, these machines end up building are going to look like living nightmares <laughs> and it's going to be so much worse when they come to kill us all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But they will be, efficient be so efficient (laughs) they will use every part of the animal the animal being us and we will have no idea because we would have never thought of it right how do we stop them too it's gonna be horrifying we're gonna get to mars and be like what is this place (laughs) i hate everything about it Well, that's the thing is like they evolved to the point like their whole point is to get it ready for us but by the time by the time we get there it's uninhabitable because the robots are like that's not efficient yeah well, there's no. like giant spikes they're like that's a chair sit down <laughs> that's the best design for a we chair. like it <laughs> I, I have thought of that mostly because of the because of the upgrading the programming like i understand upgrading the body style but they're talking about every generation upgrading the programming based on what the computer thinks is the best, you know? Right. So that's and, and, and that's almost worse because that's not, it's not like a sexual, but it's almost like there's two different parts that are, they're combining together in different varieties, you know, kind of like people do, um, where you're like, well, let's take the best physical attributes and the best mental attributes, put them together and see what parts of those work so that next time we can change and improve upon it. And that, I think that's the the most interesting part to me that if anything is worrisome, that would be it. You know, it's not just we're improving design, improving design, we're improving design and the, um, not mental, but a kind of mental capacity. Hybrid kind of thing. Self. Yeah. Yeah. And beyond, okay. Beyond the idea of that, like 
then they're going to turn on us because that's what the machines always do in the in in sci-fi futures mm -hmm. um if it's like a matter of like yeah then it's reprogramming itself and reprogramming itself and figuring out ways to do that it's basically rebuilding machine or building new machines mm -hmm. from the ground up you know um yeah. including the programming i don't think it would take that many iterations before people are just like i don't know how to interface with this machine like right. we don't know like we see the programming going on in here we don't understand how it works. Right. Right. Yeah. That's going to be super weird. Not if Elon Musk has his way. But anyway. <laughs> What's the, he... you know, the Neuralink thing. The, you know. oh, oh, right. They're going to reprogram us. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah. So there On you Mars, go. Robot come pro robot. <laughs> Darn it. Robot program you. Yeah. 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 One last thing and then I'm done. Um, the initial. I mean, they're the plan on using this for Mars and other planets. The initial idea for behind it, why they began studying, you know, this way of doing things is for sure. Uh, I always say it wrong. Chernobyl. Um, so that we could send rob robots in that could do the job. And then once they're kind of useless, they can they can, you know, improve themselves because we can't go in there to retrieve them because they'll still be radioactive. Um, so oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, I thought so. That was that was good. I like that one. Um, Jesse, got anything to mention worth mentioning? Got anything to talk about before we get uh, because we weren't on last week? Uh, the covert nerd, uh, Cobra Kai episode just went up. Uh, right. I think it was just a couple days ago, maybe Tuesday. So, uh, if you're interested in hearing my thoughts on season three of Cobra Kai, go check that out. It was a really fun conversation with Lee and his daughter Ruth. Um, always have a good time on his show, and uh, yeah. So check that out. I think it's covertnerd.net. Yeah, I, I, that is the that is his website. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't really have anything to push or promote at this time. Uh, there's a couple things I was thinking about, and again, we'll have to talk about it more further off mic. But I've been thinking about our Patreon, which is Patreon.com/slash/GarlicsPodcast, and we, we need to put stuff up there. <laughs> we that's fair. That's fair. So, viewers and listeners might not like it, but I was thinking, what if we take one of the weeks off the board publicly and Ooh. make one of one of our week episodes Patreon only? I Which is not great, but we do weekly episodes, which is something we never used to do. We used to be like twice a month or right. once a month way back when. So it's not like we're taking comment, content away and putting it behind a paywall, but I feel bad for not uh, at least doing the like monthly live streams that I, I'd hoped we were maybe going to do because right. we're doing like four to five monthly live streams <laughs> publicly. So, right. So, I mean, whatever, listen, you're still getting the live streams people. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just thinking about making one of them a Patreon special one. Mm. Um, or well, not. I mean, cause they're the ones that are literally uh, financing us. Right. And uh, yeah. To do the free stuff. <laughs> to do the free stuff. And I know, like, you know, if they're keep up with us, like Maddie D. Maddie D is one of our patrons. Uh, he he watches us or at least listens to us later. Um, or like was it last episode even? Is on the show with us occasionally. So sure, yeah. Um, but I don't know. That was just something I was thinking. I guess more this is more for like Patreon listeners, if you're listening. I am thinking about how to get more content specifically for you so you get a little bit more a little bit extra for being super sweet super sweet pod friends and uh you know helping finance the show 
that's it. That's all I got. Um, we'll be back again. Yeah, we'll do this some more. We'll do this again. <laughs> yes, so. Most likely next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, around 8.15. On Facebook? <laughs> not Twitter. On Facebook, Twitch. Oh, and- not, not, not Twitter, no. And YouTube. We'll, but we'll talk about it on Twitter. Maybe we'll talk about it on Twitter. No, probably not. No. <laughs> no All right, everybody. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, <laughs> release the 100 cut, uh, Moose says. <laughs> I was actually... I was on thinking, Patreon. You have to go there. <laughs> I got no promises, but I feel like if I want to push this thing out, I need to do it. It would be appropriate to do it around the anniversary, which is one month away from now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. No promises. That's no promises. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the recordings and even like some of the listen, that episode requires extra things, lots of extra mm. files. I didn't lose any files that were integral intri- that were required for episode 100 to exist. But I did lose lots of supplemental files that were in the mix for 100 when my hard drive crashed a couple weeks ago. So that's a bummer. So there will be some reconstruction needed to get to the point that I even was at before. That said, I am thinking about it. I'm kind of getting excited about it and hyping uh, hyping myself up about it again. So we'll see what happens. No problem. Maybe it needs to be released like... Um, Episodically? (laughs) Yeah. Like the Snyder Cut was going to. Like we will learn... From Zack Snyder's mistake, right? We're gonna keep that's what we should do. Episode one of one hundred. We are also <laughs> two dude, of one hundred. Do you guys remember Neil and Johnny drank in the park? It was a podcast on the Electronic <laughs> yeah. Media Collective uh, podcast yeah. network. Yeah, <laughs> they did that with their episode one hundred. Except that's it wasn't right. like shorter. They were they had like seven parts, seven eight parts that are episode one hundred. Was it was an epic? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Hmm. Suddenly, I feel like we're plagiarizing. Listen, that <laughs> wasn't my intent, okay? Neil and Johnny? <laughs> um, D-Rock? Johnny Johnny Rock? Johnny Rock, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you'd be okay with it. Yeah. Listen, we've, we've the episode 100 has been in works for like years, okay? <laughs> Johnny Rock's like my fa- He's like my best friend, too. <gasps> All right, real quick. He's going to suck. Oh yeah, Moose asks, so "Is it gonna stop?" Oh no, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. It is gonna be amazing. I'm excited. <laughs> like the Snyder cut, I might have to add stuff that was totally in the was, original vision. It was always, always originally. It was intended. always gonna be what you end up hearing. It just is going to cost six billion dollars. <laughs> 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 patreon.com slash crawlix podcast we're waiting <laughs> we need to hit at least a million dollars per month to make this happen <laughs> that's our goal that's just a goal just a what goal. it is <laughs> oh, start trending that yeah. all right have a good weekend everybody have a good evening all that happy stuff and I'll, we'll talk to you guys another time yep have a good night Find more at grogspodcast.com. Yep. (laughs) Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. This might get weird, everybody. This might get weird.